how's everybody doing today? I'm here with, wait, hold on. I messed that up. God, this is, the, <laughs> let me re redo this. How's everybody doing today? My name's Augie with VI Playlist. Uh, I'm here with Adam. What's up, guys? And, oh, man. Safest Ledge. The Safest Ledge. I'm here. I was going to say the name. My, Mason and Mike from The Safest Ledge. Um, <laughs> What's up? Yeah. How's it going? Uh, so <laughs> Mason is the guitarist and Mike is the bassist, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Man, I messed this whole thing. Normally, I let everybody else, you know, every, I let y'all introduce yourselves, but I... The kitty meowing and everything throwing me out. Sorry, my bad. It's okay, man. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, we we all choke sometimes, right? You know, you, know, you can ask I, Adam. I, look, I'm six for six on intros. All right, like since I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I have not recorded a decent one yet. <laughs> but we'll take the we'll take the attention from you, Augustine, really quick, and just I, I want to make a PSA. Today's uh, May nineteenth, twenty twenty two. That means the Mexican pizza's back at Taco Bell. So. It's a joyous day. No, Get out there. No way. Well, oh, yeah. yes, wait, wait, hold up. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Mexican pizza. Oh, I didn't oh, even I'm gonna know die that. I'm going to die tonight. If they would, if <laughs> even, you know what? You, real quick, I just want to put a tidbit about Taco Bell out there. They've gone on this spree of let's just get rid of everything that everybody loves off our menu. Before they did, I used to go and get a beefy Frito burrito, a shredded chicken burrito, and a soft taco. At least three times a week. Oh, those okay. burritos were so good. They were so good. And I'm 26. Like, I know I shouldn't be eating like this anymore. Like, my, my body will kill me eventually. <laughs> but I could not stop. It was so good. Honestly, so good. it's probably a good thing they got rid of it. <laughs> but now that the Mexican pizza's back, I'm going to go back to destroying my arteries. And three times a week, baby. <laughs> <laughs> three, I might bump it up to four. No, he's moving up. It's going to be his, <laughs> his only meal every day. Yes. <laughs> Remember that documentary where that dude ate nothing but fast food for 27 days? I'm gonna oh, eat yeah. nothing but, me. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna eat nothing but the Mexican pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we are going to make a playlist today. Is there anything y'all want to name it? Mike, do you have anything? Uh it can be anything. Anything in the world, man. Can we can we curse on this? Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I like the name of one of our group chats right now, Ukrainian Dilf breastfeeding Mike. <laughs> but maybe that's a little raunchy for it let's do uh let's you commemorate know. taco bell in this one I, yeah that's a good know. idea uh let's just do bless this taco bell it's beautiful a playlist designed to play in a taco bell <laughs> so we normally like to do some of the first music y'all got into uh, something that your parents were into that you can remember maybe stuck in your memory that you kind of still listen to today. Let's hit it off with this. So my parents did not like music very much. My mom likes like country, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like very, very mildly. And my dad doesn't really like music at all. So I never really got into music growing up, except I had some uh, gym class heroes CD. I think oh, I man. stole from my sister. But the first band I ever got into was Aerosmith. Uh, when I was 12, because I bought Guitar Hero Aerosmith. My, I went to a birthday party the summer before seventh grade, and there was Guitar Hero 3 there, and it was lit. I was horrible. I played rock and roll all night on that game like three times that night. And then the next day, I went out and bought Guitar Hero Aerosmith because that was the only one they had a GameStop. So then Aerosmith <laughs> was the first band I went into. So my, my favorite Aerosmith track has got to be Dream On, but it definitely Aerosmith. That's, that's my oldie, oldie right there. That's awesome, okay. man. Guitar Hero 3 was like the best one too. 
Yeah, it probably <laughs> was. We were, we were playing it at a party not too long ago. Mike, oh, really? Mike what's awesome. the first artist you could think you, you got into? Uh, the first artist I ever genuinely got into. It's embarrassing because yeah. it was all-time low. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I remember, seriously, the complete opposite of Mason. Like, my parents were so ingrained in music when I was growing up. Like, my dad was super into, like, speed metal and thrash metal and a lot of metal. But, like, he loved every genre of metal. And it was just, like, it was so crazy the amount of music I heard when I was growing up. From, like, Megadeth to... God, I don't know, like Rob Zombie. <laughs> that sounds awesome. That's, that's nice. actually pretty interesting because majority of people I talked to on here, they, you know, their parents were very into music, and you know, they they pushed a lot of music onto them and stuff like that. So, how did, that's crazy that you ended up being a musician. It's and- <laughs> really funny you say that because I was I was thinking about this ironically today. You know, the type of things you get into, you know what I mean? What kind of person are you? Like some people are in the cars. Some people are in the sports. I, if I didn't, if I wasn't into music, I don't know what I, my identity would be around, would be around, based around the past 11 years of my life. Cause I don't like anything else to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, I mean, I do, but like not anything as, as intensely. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. funny. It's funny you say that. That's nuts, man. That's awesome. So, you know, sort of evolving from, you know, maybe what you first stole from your sister or like whatever your, your parents are listening to you know do you guys remember going to any shows or anything when you were young or just seeing like maybe your first live performance and being like dude this is like it this is what i want to do my first concert i ever went to was nickelback oh that's oh awesome. yeah nice you want to know something funny about it too they talked oh, yeah, oh hold up let me all right so it was i think it was the summer after seventh grade mm-hmm, the scene. We, yeah, we walk in there and there's so many scalpers selling fake t-shirts and tickets. And we go in there and Nickelback has one t-shirt, okay? And it's $50. And this was 2008. Wow, <laughs> one dude. T-shirt, one t-shirt? Wow. Yes. And they talked, I'm not kidding, for 10 minutes in between every single song. Like every song, they'd play one and then, you know, Chad Kroger would be like, how the fuck y'all doing tonight? And then they would <laughs> chug a beer, yes. get their pyrotech guy to like shoot off some fireworks talk for five more minutes about how hot all the girls in the crowd were and then they play another song it was <laughs> like a three hour set <laughs> yeah, yeah it was really long <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my first concert ever was nickelback no shame man what, what was yours mike god i think it was shine down but are you saying nickelback is yeah the cavelli center <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you saying Nickelback is the show that made you want to be a performer, though. Unbelievable. <laughs> it really set the precedent that our shows, that's exactly what we're doing. Commenting about how hot all the chicks are and chucking. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, before we play the saddest song. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Yeah, so Mike, we were both in the butt. That was our butt rock. Hey, you know what? It's cool, man. We did like church camps and stuff. And I remember my first like legitimate concert, we went to San Antonio with the church group. Yes. And it was uh, Skrillex and Super Chick. Oh, that's interesting. I thought you were going to say like Reliant K. No, no, or, no, uh, no. Or, or like uh, uh, Emery or like one of those no. other like old school Christian bands. <laughs> well, Emery's dope. We've seen them. I, I've seen them twice. I don't know how many times yeah. Adam have seen them. Twice. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Emery's we're going, cool. we're going to see them a third time for So What next weekend. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Nickelback and Shine Down. 
Yeah, this this playlist is starting off hot, dude. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this playlist is gonna make no sense, and I love it. Well, well the, the, most of them don't. You see, like the evolution. So I guess while we're here at this phase, like I guess from Aerosmith, we'll put like Dream On, right? Uh, yeah, yes, an, absolutely. What about an all-time low song? Oh God, I don't know. Let's don't even pick a hit. Just throw any of like <laughs> the, the B sides on there. Something to lose. Yeah, we need a deep cut. <laughs> oh, deep cuts. Let's go. Uh, Megadeth and Rob Zombie. Give me one oh, for me. God. Um, Stu Hanger 18 from Megadeth. And uh, of course, we got to pick Dragula. I, I um, don't know how popular Hanger 18 is, but I only know one Megadeth song. Is so it you, Peace I, Cells? I just, yeah, Peace Cells. <laughs> you can tell Mike's like an actual Megadeth dude. <laughs> All right, uh, Mike. Mike did an impression of Dave Mustaine singing "Peace Cells" once. That was so good. Wow. <laughs> as as for Nickelback, you have to use the most obscene song, and the most obscene one is called "Something in Your Mouth." Oh, oh yeah, is, I remember that. It's song. absolutely an obscene. That song used yes. to play on the radio. It Do you did. remember that? Like, what was up with that, that, dude? It would yeah. be a rock 104. <laughs> yeah, I remember listening to that with my mom. Like, <laughs> going to church, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Nice. You got a, got, a, got a Shine Down song for us? Is the song called 45? Is that the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a good one, too. Yeah, that is a good song. All right, fair. And then uh, Gym Class Heroes. Oh, oh, dude! I don't even. Know. I can't even name you a gym class hero song. Uh, no clue. I, I'm oh, gonna give you the reins right. on that one. My favorite one is uh, "Close Off." There we go. That's a good one. Cool. It's like uh, I don't know. It's kind of funky, man. It's good. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I'll definitely check it out when we listen to the playlist. So, as far as like genre-wise, listening to your discography, y'all kind of went through a lot of phases. You know, there's a lot of different genres there spoken word emo i mean a dash of shoegaze a little bit of post-hardcore what was the first bands in those like genres that you that kind of got you hooked in that can we specify the genre first you want to do spoken well, which, word because that's the most a, interesting yeah, one. yeah yeah spoken word yeah. yeah yeah so i don't know how mike still feels about this but i'm gonna be real with you I fucking hate spoken word i hate that we did it <laughs> and oh, as no. soon as we as soon as we stopped doing it i was the happiest man alive um that's funny the band I really, the two bands I really liked with Spoken Word were Being as an Ocean and Hotel Books. I, yeah. I feel you though. There, there's a fine line because it can be like, oh, that was like a cool part of the song. And then other times you're like, that this is just, what am I listening to? You know what? We have this song called Lockwood that it's like a, it's like a hometown favorite. Everybody likes it and everybody memes it too because it, it, the Spoken Word part is really <laughs> funny and dramatic. But, um, it's cool it fits awesome in that song but you know when you're songwriting you just think to yourself like damn do i really want to put a spoken word part here when i could just put a singing part that might be catchier and might make the song better you know what i mean yeah it, and you you yeah. box yourself into this spoken word thing like i've i've heard a lot of really good records that have a lot of it like dear god by being as an ocean is like i think the best spoken world al album oh yeah absolutely that, yeah. that's I, not even controversial that's just true <laughs> See, I thought you were going to argue with a with a Lettuce Butte one. That's that's interesting there. But um, uh, I, it, I love Lettuce Butte, but dear God, it's just that's top tier. Nothing can ever top yeah. that. 
yeah. yeah, it's just as a songwriter, you just think to yourself, damn, I'd rather just put a singing part here and it'll probably be catchier and make the song better. It, yeah. it really comes down to that. And it's just such a small little bot. It was a fad. Let, let's be real. That genre was a fad. It like yeah. other than La Dispute, who's had like a 10, 15 uh, year career with it. Nobody else has had a long career with it. Being as an ocean, I don't even think they do spoken word anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like pop rock now. Like me yeah. without you. I think they're actually breaking up this year, though. Me without they are. You. They're on a farewell tour. Yep. Yeah. Me without you. And you know what's funny is that was like, if I'm not mistaken, that was the most hated band on like Tooth and Nail Solid State. But Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Abel loved them so much. I've heard a bunch of interviews and all the bands that were on Solid State and, and Tooth and Nail. They were like, me without you was like mom and dad's favorite, right? You know, like yeah, oh, yeah. they could do no wrong. Like, yeah, it's like how my parents think about Elton John. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So mine's yeah, like I said, mine's being as an ocean and uh, hotel books. What about what about you, Mike? On the spoken word? Oh, on the spoken word, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, there was peppered in Lettuce Butte because at the time, like Lettuce Butte was my spoken word band that I just cherished so dearly. But like after time, so many people compared us to Let Us Butte when we were doing that. I was like, that's not even right. We don't even sound like Let Us Butte. Yeah. That, that's another thing too, when you're in that genre is you get boxed into the, these four acts and yeah. it, it can be really annoying because you're like, man, I don't sound like that. Like my band does not sound like that. Like that's stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you yeah. don't want to take it as an insult because you know people are saying it endearingly, but you know, oh, we, get yeah. we get weird about it. You, know? you yeah. can't take it as an insult because like the only one I've ever taken as an insult was when someone said we sounded like uh, spoken word three days grace. <laughs> that, oh, that one got me. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> My girlfriend works with the guy that says that. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I think a lot of times it's people trying to like oversimplify like what a band is doing. And just because they have a component of something, they're like, Oh, well, they're just like such and such. And it's just an easy way to sort of, yeah, simplify or compartmentalize it. Um, For sure. You know, to, so, yeah. you know, I, I agree with you guys. You can't take it as an insult, especially if it's said in an endearing way, except for that three days grace thing. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was meant in an endearing way. I know it was, but just like, because uh, I okay, think three so, days grace is sick now. Like, okay. I understand oh, okay. that they've, yeah, they've aged perfectly. But back then, oh my God, seven years ago, I was ready to throw hands over that comment. <laughs> But I think at the end of the day, when you're doing something artistic, such as music or drawing, you are your influences, you know, you are influenced by something to do those things. Mm -hmm. And you just you put your own spin on it. So if y'all were listening to a lot of hotel and hotel books, a lot of street being as an ocean back then, of course, it's going to shine through on your music. For sure. Being as an ocean, is there a song you want to throw on? Mike, you take the reins on that one. What do you you even pick? Uh, (laughs) I have a deep cut, but I want to hear what you have. <laughs> we can we can put two. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Not a huge deal. Um, the, on Dear God, it's the first track. It's called "Nothing Save the Power." Actually, I don't remember the title. It's really long. Uh, "Nothing Save the Power" or something like that. Uh, <laughs> it's the first track on Dear God. That's all. Yeah, I, I I seriously I pulled it up. It's "Nothing Save the Power They're Given" because yeah. I see the track title is so long <laughs> that I couldn't remember what it's called. <laughs> yeah funny yeah, enough that, that, it's not even the fun. longest one on the album <laughs> i know yeah because my uh my choice is the hardest part is forgetting those you swore you wouldn't forget amazing um, yeah it's a yeah. phenomenal song uh someone at work made fun of me for listening to that but that's all right 
<laughs> was it was it was it like was it somebody that likes rock music or was it like a normie hearing a spoken word song? no it was yeah. it was someone it was one of those like reactions where it's like what are you listening to <laughs> oh, okay my fa- oh, yeah. R- real quick you need to tell them about a dying wish yesterday <laughs> oh my god so yesterday i saw limp biscuit young gravy and dying wish craziest <laughs> tour package i've ever seen yeah um, so i'm out I'm outside looking at Limp Biscuit merch. A Dying Wish is just wrapping up. A mom walks out with her kid and she says, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you know what's funny? That's an interesting little thing uh, is I was talking to uh, my, my, my girls, you know, a little, little not, not on the rock music side. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, I'm so used to everybody I know listening to screaming music that it's mm-hmm. almost like a it's almost like a culture shock when somebody doesn't i'm like oh wait yeah that's weird people hate this you know yeah. what i mean a thousand yeah. percent my wife doesn't like it my wife listens to anime openings only <laughs> oh <laughs> hell that's yeah not, that's not bad though i love that not bad uh hotel books God, you, you go on that this one are you uh, sure because i'm me? gonna because i'm probably just gonna pick uh nicole <laughs> yeah let's go with nicole that's, that's the best one <laughs> And then, uh, or a uh, car year. crash, actually. Yeah, car crash. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. the first time you heard car crash in Joey's basement, and you looked like you were in tears. <laughs> Bro, no, it made me, no. f- it, I felt something. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry with all these strangers. Well, that, that's the thing about this spoken word stuff. Even though it was like an intense fad in 2014, when it really picked up was when we started our band, and like all four of us were just, uh, we were just like in love with it. Like we couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, like, so it was right time, right moment, you know? So funny enough about hotel books. So in Vogue Records, Nick Moore signed this dude named Kai Rogers. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, no, I don't no. think so. Okay. It's like, it's kind of like that country rap, like, uh, yeah, I guess that's like, mi- like Minifin. I've never heard of Minifin. <laughs> go YouTube it later. Go YouTube right. it later. Thank me. All right. So uh, <laughs> Minifin, let me write that down. Um, so Kai Rogers did an EP with the, the dude from Hotel Books. Interesting. So it's like country rap spoken word. Like it's 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 actually pretty good, not gonna lie. Huh. <laughs> I, I'm, I, the way you described it, I'm not gonna lie, it's not it's not encouraging me to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good, man. I mean it's weird. It's it's definitely weird, but I mean so is spoken word. So <laughs> yeah, I know I get you, I agree. Uh, La dispute. Um, let's do Edward Ben's twenty-seven times. Not that's the title of the song. Not twenty-seven times <laughs> in the pilot. <laughs> so y'all want to do emo? Let's do it. I guess I'm trying to figure out how I want to specify this. I'll do like a new school emo and like a like an old school emo. Right. So new school easiest one is movements. Um. Especially on our Space Between Words EP, I'd say the band that like influenced our sound the most was like Movements or like Citizen or Turnstile, uh, not Turnstile, Turnover. So definitely Movements on the new school end. And then on the old school end, it's got to be probably going to be Thrice. Thrice is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mike? Uh, I'm only going to pick an old school. I'm just going to pick Aiden. Uh, it really oh. had like... It had like no real holds over the emo influence on the band, but like Aiden was the first 
real emo band I heard besides like MCR when I was still in school that I was like, wow, this is fucking sick. You know, it's funny. You played yeah. a Aiden song in the car the other day and I'd never heard them before in my life. Uh, and I was like, dude, oh, this is really good. So was good. <laughs> what time frame would you say this was when y'all were getting into all this stuff? Like, I, I know movements is, is somewhat newer, but Thrice, is that like high school or? Um, to be honest with you, I was really into like, uh, like Joey Sturgis metalcore in high school. Nice. I didn't really get into the old school emo stuff until like, uh, maybe like two years ago to be perfectly honest, just kind of going back. It's yeah. one of those things, you know what I mean? Like I didn't come from a musical family and uh, I wasn't really into like the stuff my older sister uh, listened to. So like I, um, you know, I, I was just, I was a victim of the times, man. Yeah. You know, I went through my butt frog phrase and then the biggest thing in, in the world in our scene was metalcore. So, you know, that's how it all went. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that just from like friends and stuff? Like just showing you? I, there was one kid who in my school that knew I played guitar and this is before i like even heard any music was screaming and uh <laughs> because he knew i play guitar he wanted to start a band because you know every kid that's in the hardcore music doesn't play an instrument but screams you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's <laughs> great dude too great dude but uh he he wanted to start a band and he like rattled off all these artists i had no clue who the hell they were one of them was bring me the horizon you know what i mean so it, like that was probably my first exposure like i knew what the word screamo was but like i had never actually listened to it right that's crazy what about you mike uh probably like the gap like the summer of eighth to ninth grade is when i started getting like really really into it because it was around like that same time that i like started getting into a uh, music that i actually liked instead of just music that my parents would play yeah so that was around the time when i thought all time low was the sickest band in the world <laughs> so like I started listening to stuff like that. And then uh, I met a bunch of guys in high school that actually got me into metal with uh, Avenged Sevenfold was the first like real metal band I actually liked at the time. Cause all the stuff that my dad used to listen to, like I greatly appreciate it now, but like back then I was like, this music sucks. Why does he like this? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny too. Avenged Sevenfold puts on a really good show. I oh dude, that. they were amazing. Yeah. So they good live. All right, back with the the email. So I was just trying to get timelines. Aiden. Oh, we sleep forever. Easy sleep talk. Forever. And then uh, movements. Garden eyes. I was going to say, don't pick daily. That's a cop out. I know. I almost said it too, because <laughs> it's the first song I could think of. Nice. And then thrice is the artist in the ambulance. The, oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's a classic. Yeah, was bumping it in the car today. My little brother, he's 17. And uh, he like recently got the rock music like the past year or so. And now he's like really into it. He uh, was telling me like bands he was listening to lately. He was like saying he's like, like Thornhill and Phineas. I was like, who likes Phineas? Jeez. But um, <laughs> yeah, I like Phineas, but I was like, that's really obscure. But then he was telling me like thrice. I was like, what? Where did you even hear that? That's such a deep cut. <laughs> See, whenever, whenever somebody says Phineas, my mind goes two different directions now because of uh, what's her name's brother um oh billy uh, billy Billy alice's brother yeah yeah but phineas that was like the first like mustache core music i ever heard (laughs) yeah it's a really it's a really good band but like you you really got to be in the gent if you're yeah (laughs) oh man that was so cool those those music videos that's what had me hooked is their music videos yeah uh do you want to throw a bring me the horizon on there uh yeah let's do the sadness will never end because that was the first song i ever heard from them not That's bad. a classic. Yeah. Yep. 
And it's got uh, what's his name from Architects, uh, like on the "I won't give up on you" parts. Yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna pick Nightmare. You no, know. I, I no stop. I almost said Nightmare. I really did. Uh, because I want to do something like really really old. Like, all right, let's just do Beast and the Harlot because I was gonna do something off like sounding the seventh trumpet, but I'm like that is too obscure. No one is ever gonna like know unholy song. confessions. Like, I don't even think yeah. you, I don't even think you know song. a song off sounding the uh, seventh trumpet. No. <laughs> And That's why I was trying so hard to think. I was like, there's no way. If I can't name it, no one will know it. We were driving home from tour last month, and I put Unholy Confessions on, and immediately everyone in the band started complaining and saying how bad it was. Oh, no. Man, and then we all like started saying, this one. sounds like, sorry, you're not a winner. <laughs> <laughs> is there a dash of shoegaze? Am I hearing that correctly, or is that just? Uh, no, definitely, definitely. Okay. All right. Let's talk about shoegaze, man. <clears throat> Gleamer. 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 It is the only Shubagaze band I know, but I'm just in love with them. They make me so, so, so unhappy every time I listen to them. Um, <laughs> exactly you know what, what I mean? you want in a band, man. <laughs> yeah, like my serotonin's doing fine, but like they just, they mess with it bad. Yeah, they really um, bring you down. They bring you back to reality because I'm going to have oof. to say Gleamer too, honestly. Yes. They're, they're just like the first Shoegaze band I've heard that I was like, oh my God, I have to cry. Actually, do you want to do you want to know a funny a funny joke about uh, shoegaze? So everybody in our band is pretty into it right now, and uh, <laughs> Joey and Kennedy, uh, Joey's our drummer, and Kennedy's our singer. So we're sitting at our writing session one day, and uh, we do this thing where when we get when we're done writing, we go on YouTube wormholes and listen to music <coughs> and just comment and talk shit. And uh, we put on Velvet Revolver, Slither by Velvet Revolver. Oh, God. In the intro, there's a bunch of, like, good delay guitars and stuff. <laughs> and Kennedy was like, oh, no, Joey made a comment. He was like, that sounds so sick. And Kennedy was like, that's shoegaze. <laughs> was like, not everything with a delay guitar is shoegaze. <laughs> oh, man. I actually just found out where shoegaze got its name from today really what is yeah. it i don't know so apparently it's um it has to do with pedal pedal effects right so when it started getting popular when they were uh guitars were on stage they would constantly be looking at their shoes oh. because of the pedals yeah oh, they call it shoegaze that's pretty clever that's not, I, yeah. that sounds too easy yeah, yeah that's what I, that's what it that's what it said on the on the wiki all right i like the story it dude i like the yeah, story I, I just love the idea that like Slash uh, from Velvet Revolver, like, you know, the, the dude that probably doesn't listen to anything that's not a blues lick or Eric Clapton is like, yeah, man, I, I was so influenced by Gleamer when I was writing Slither. <laughs> I love the idea of that. Oh, man. Actually, uh, I got a buddy. He's uh, he's in Lilac Kings and he listens to Gleamer. He loves I love Gleamer, Lilac man. Kings. They yeah. came they came to uh, Erie, Pennsylvania once. Uh, we went and saw them, and they were fantastic. Yeah, they yeah. were truly phenomenal. And their vocalist was able to unlock a locked bathroom with a social security card. It was insane. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. What? Dylan McBride. I love it. that, man, dude. He's so nice, man. He is a was really good Was it laminated? Singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was laminated. It was laminated. It was, I was like, dude. I thought it was a paper. Card, I can't remember. <laughs> no, dude, because it, it had to be Social Security or like an insurance blue. card. Because yeah. it, was, it was so thin. Like, it was literally paper thin. He's a talented guy. He, he could open wow. any door. <laughs>
to prep for the interview, I, I kind of went down uh, safest ledge, little you know rabbit hole, and I, I managed to find some uh, some playlists on your guys's like Spotify page, right? Yes. And Mason, like we're like the same person. There's so many songs on there that <laughs> I like uh, that are on my you know whatever like top played or whatever, and I just Al- Alex, like the give them to me. What are they? Rattle them off. I need oh, to bond well, with you. Uh, well, 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 what I was going to say is I'm going to actually, because some of them you, you put as like influences on, on a particular song. So I'm actually going to have you pick which one. And so it's going to be like a battle of the bands. So he's battle got two songs. Band, We're going to pit, pit them up against each other. And whichever okay. one you pick is going to go I've, on the playlist. I've got, I've got four, okay. you know, but so it'll be two, 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 two head ups here. So, um, so we're doing bracket. Gotcha. Yeah. So first, so first of all, um, I love Silent Planet. I also love Fifth yeah. King. I we just saw them. Silent Planet many times. Yeah, <laughs> I awesome. just I just saw them like in the last two three weeks together. Oh, that's where they run. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. So that was awesome. Um, so I saw you at First Wake from Silent Planet and Shadows and Echoes from Fifth King. So of Such those two, get, give me give me one that's going to go on the playlist and tell me why. So. I would say in our sound, even though we don't sound anything like Silent Planet, I think Silent uh-huh. Planet has influenced us a little bit more. But mm-hmm. that Shadows and Echoes song, I don't know if I would say it's a Fifer King deep cut, but it is so good. And it's like one of the last songs I can remember that Tuck actually sings on. And yep. man, it's, it, it's, it's good, man. I, I got to say Shadows and Echoes. <laughs> okay. No, I, I, would, I would say, I would consider it probably like a, a deep cut. Um, and then the next one, I very much love that you have Emeralds on there. I am Emeralds a fanboy, like from beginning to end, really. Um, <laughs> any any, yeah, any iteration of them, to be honest. The, the um, pop iteration has been my favorite. Okay, so then... Actually, what, it, my favorite record of all time, ironically, is Versus. Oh, nice. thank you. Thank I, you. I, okay. I love every single song on it. They're all perfect. They're all, they're so, they're so like unique, but it is the, the they're just all so good. It's the saddest record I've ever heard. It's pretty sad. So, so that's the next matchup. I was actually, and I noticed you had, uh, you know, some of the pop stuff, and then obviously a song from uh, Versus. So you got Given Up from Peach Club, and then you have 1996 on Bivard, which is probably my favorite song of them, like all time. The drums on that, just that persistent, just, dude, it makes me want to like go total Chad and punch a hole in the wall it just it's like a it's like a war like a war drum like dude it's it's awesome so you know pick either one either one is is wrong here um so given up might be my favorite song like ever because okay. it's just so okay. catchy it but is it's a great song 1994 on bavard wow man i cannot i can think of few more like like emotional tracks i'm i'm gonna say 1994 on bavard yeah yeah so uh I guess throw that one on there, Augie. All right. Uh, before we move on, though, Mike, uh, I went through your playlist, and I've got some songs for you to to battle it out with as well. <laughs> All right. God, that playlist is old. I hope I'm prepared. <laughs> oh, God, it's going to be like Danny Brown versus... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. <laughs> so, Mike, you had Dance, Gavin, Dance, Uneasy Hearts Way the Most versus... Alexis on fire. This could be anywhere in the world. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, only because <laughs> I like that. The Kurt Trera, the Kurt, wow, the Kurt Trera, the Kurt Travis era of DGD is like 
hands down my absolute oh favorite. absolutely like, goaded oh yeah like he's still one of my favorite solo artists like everything he puts out well, i listen to and i just tarnish <laughs> shut up <laughs> but like i'm gonna have to pick uneasy hearts only because like dgd they have so much more of a discography that i truly cherish because alexis on fire i only know that song oh, okay. but it's a banger regardless it is a banger yeah <laughs> got tattooed in toronto uh, a couple weeks ago and i was talking to the people at the shop and they talk about alexis on fire like we talk about under oath <laughs> the canadians love alexis on fire that's funny i'll do one more and then adam can continue so i got um midnight zone by balancing composure and bit by a dead bee by foxing Ooh, bit by a dead bee 100 like i love balancing composure miss them dearly but like the first time I ever heard Foxing was that song and I lost it. The rest of their discography doesn't necessarily pertain the same energy as that song, especially like the newer stuff they're doing. But God, that the impact that song had on me the first time I heard it was like, I almost crashed my car because I was so excited. <laughs> nice. All right, Adam, you can go ahead. I uh, don't really have any from like any more uh, from the playlist, but you did bring up Under Oath and myself, like that was probably my first, you know, album that I owned that was like predominantly screaming. It was the, the changing of times and that that album is timeless to me. And so I was I was pretty, pretty bummed out whenever they kind of switched that vocalist, but like Define the Great Line and all that. It's, it's all it's all great. I haven't kept up with their 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 newer stuff, but you know <laughs> I guess give us give us a couple unrolled songs. Real quick, I just want to I just want to put something out here. I don't think I have ever heard. I don't use the term hipster. I think that word's been dead for ten years. But has anybody ever said a more hipster phrase than "I was really sad when they did the vocalist change"? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, listen, uh, he he. <laughs> Still to this day, he drops tears into his craft beer. All right, <laughs> I do, I do. I um, I it, real quick before we get to that, our uh, merch guy Nick, he uh went to I think it was Furnace Fest in Alabama, and they played uh, When the Sun Sleeps. And oh my god! We saw Under Earth probably like a month ago, uh, because we, as you know, we did a uh, song with Aaron from Under Earth. Yes, yes, yep. But um. We saw them a month ago, and I must have screamed a hundred times. Probably when the sun sleeps, like in between songs, somebody had a sign with the sun on it, trying to get them to play it. <laughs> so oh you know God. what? Let's make that our first one. When the sun that's sleeps. awesome, man. Yes, I think oh, me and me and Adam me. have a lot of history with that with that whole record right there. We, me yeah. and Adam, when we were like sixteen, seventeen, we used to sit in my truck and scream to that that album together. <laughs> oh, that's great, Mike. You pick the second. Breathing in a new mentality. Big okay. time. Oh, from Under Oath or any song in general? Because oh, Under Oath. Both. At this point, both. No. Okay, well, I'm picking the same thing anyway, regardless. <laughs> I just had to uh, check. <laughs> I have one more uh, Battle of the Bands to give you, and it is actually an Under Oath song. So it's Boy Brush Red oh. and uh, Line of Your Hands by The Devil Wears Prada. That Prada song specifically, oh, it's Boy Brush Red, 100%. <laughs> Like, like I think that Devil Wears Prada song is insane. And that was like when they put out that new music and everyone was kind of like wishy-washy on it. Like no one really felt it. I was like, this record is going to kill. And I was semi-right. That record but, was the first time in like 10 years I've really been interested in them. Like that record was awesome. Yeah. It was, it was really good. But Under Oath has to, they, 
they beat out almost any band. You can ask me any band, and I'd probably pick Under Oath over it. Oh, what wow. about Carly Rae Jepsen? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike paid like a hundred dollar meet and greet for her or something. Yeah, and I didn't even get to go. Damn. I paid a hundred dollars oh. for a meet and greet, and I couldn't go to it. You know what? There's a Carly Rae Jepsen song on your playlist. I almost pitted that one against something, but. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't meet me. If you put Under Oath and Carly Rae Jepsen in the same room, I can't leave alive. I can't, I can't pick one of them. So I read a story. Somebody, I think it was you, Mason. Somebody asked you about your top 10 favorite bands from Ohio. And I laughed at your number one pick, not because of your number one pick, but simply because of the statement that was underneath that, that you said. What was it? I can't remember. All right, let me let me pull this up. It was a nice interview with Scott Waldman. Shout out, Scott. It was, Scott uh, was a great guy. I I'm trying to remember. I think I had uh, like 21 privates on there and Citizen. You know, I kind of ran out of bands. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like 21 pilots and I just put it on there because I was like, well, I can think of it. <laughs> it was Citizen was your number one band, and the comment that you made underneath that was funny as shit to me. It was something like. Uh, Oh, wait, this is number one, and I don't care if you don't yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. care who doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, because I put it over 21 bytes, and I knew some people would find exception <laughs> with that. <laughs> That's, just for that comment alone, I want to throw a Citizen song on there, man. <laughs> Mike, I think you like Citizen more than I do. Why don't you take that? Oh, yeah, I love Citizen. Uh, I'm, I want to pick a newer song. Um, it's kind of like the new song, Sellout, but I Want to Kill You. Oh, my God, the groove on that song is life-changing if they named it anything else it would be on honda commercials like yeah <laughs> no i'm serious it's that catchy i got i got one more this one is tough for me so i want to i want to see how you guys go uh picking between the two so um find it okay so you guys had a playlist for the what have you done song and there's two bands vocalist and you know the songs themselves that i love Entombed, obviously, by Deftones, and then Constance by Spirit Box. And I can definitely see how they sort of influence a song, like even from, the vo- from a vocal style, like sort of this epic sound, kind of slower. So which of those two do you guys want to throw on this playlist? It's Constance, because I feel that it influenced that song more. But mm-hmm. also, we're kind of in a divided camp on that. Like our drummer and our singer probably would say Deftones is their biggest thing right now, but I, uh, I'm not too much on them. So I would say Constance would be my vote. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I'd say Constance too, especially just for like, what have you done in general? Constance was definitely like the driving force behind that. Yeah. Like agree. I mean, to a point, like when we were writing that, it's like, how do we not clone a song we like? <laughs> no exactly (laughs) when i saw it on there and i i I listened to them you know i listened to one and then the other and then i kind of flipped it and i was just like dude i can totally see like how this influenced it it's and they're both obviously great songs so thanks for you know filling me in on that that that's that's really awesome of course so that actually brings us into the next question with the influences so from from doing these interviews i've noticed that there's like two types of musicians all right okay there's the the one type of musician who they always say like well i refuse to listen to anything while i'm recording because you know i don't want to sound like anybody else or you know whatever and then there's musicians like y'all who make playlists with the influences from the song (laughs) like 
Like, I love that because like I said earlier, at the end of the day, we're all just like a build of our, of all of our influences, you know? So we're I all stealing that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but like, how do y'all take those influences and, and like put them together while you're riding? Like, like, how does that all work? Mike, you want to take this first? Yeah. Uh, I will say usually it starts uh, recently. It starts with our drummer finding a song that he like absolutely falls in love with. Like, Joey is a huge driving force because like we'll go to write and he's like, okay, I heard this song and he'll play it. And he's like, now I really think we should do something like that. Joey has a great <laughs> vision for something like in its conception. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, yeah. he, he has a, he, he has the good vision and then we usually put the pieces together. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool, man. I would say like when you're taking influences and things like that, the, the most important part that we like, is you don't want to blatantly steal things, you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, it could be, you know, sometimes it's it, that's a slippery slope, but um, it, you know what I mean? Like I, I hear, you know, like a song like "Sleep Talk" by Dayseeker, and I'm like, wow, I want to write a song like that, or "Constance" by Spearbox, and I'm like, I want to write a song like that. But you know, you take it and you take the things you like about it, but then you're like, well, I would do this different, and then you end up with a completely different song at that point. You know what I mean? Like we took parts of what we liked about Constance and two-way mirror by loathe. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Kennedy and Joey had some de deftone songs in there, you know, and then, you know, we created, what have you done out of that? You know? So you, I always think of it like that, like take something you like, but how would you do it better? You know what I mean? Not yeah, saying it's better, yeah. not saying it's better, you know, people get mad about that, but you, you know. I mean. So another thing that I noticed as well is your Spotify bio. And then I also read like an article or two that I think the, the words they used was like, one, one article in particular that I'm referencing said it was y'all have a constant need to reinvent yourselves as a band. Is that like simply because your influences are constantly changing on, on what y'all are listening to or? I would say yes, because we get bored of sounds really easy to be, to be blunt. Like yeah. um, at our inception, you know, as we talked about before, we were like really spoken word influence. We basically wanted to be being as an ocean. Would you agree with that, Mike? <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Yeah, singing with spoken word and screaming. But, you know, we got sick of that. And, uh, you know, we weren't really good songwriters at the time. You know, we moved on to, like, Double the Drifters was more of like a, you know, like a post-hardcore direction. But, yeah, I, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, not very, it, it was still a little bit out all over the place. And by the time we got to the space between words, we're in this movement citizen type direction because we're listening to more things like that. Like turnover was the big one. I think we all four of us were really into. And, you know, we thought like that sounds really solid. Like we're going to really keep this for a long time. But then you get into new things like we got yeah. really all four of us got really into this is a running theme with us, too. Like all four <laughs> of us have really good chemistry, not only as friends and as musicians, but we all like the same shit for the most part. And we all really got into this band called Loathe. And because of that, we all wanted, you know, we want to play with baritone guitars. We want to play really low, you know, and we want to do a little more droning singing with, you know, still keeping our big choruses. So it, it, it really, to me, it's about that. It's about the influence changes. I, I don't know. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, I kind of agree. And that's like why it's so hard for us to ever really like settle down and write something longer than like a five track EP. And I mean, recently we've only been doing singles because like we hit a point where 
we want to do something so much and then after it's out like we reflect on it and we're like what are we gonna do now yeah. <laughs> because because it, it like every release we ever had i mean we have an unreleased ep from our original band uh same members that every single song on that ep is a completely different genre that's it really awesome. is. You, you, you know what, too? Like, I I like certain points of our sounds. Like, Space Between Words, I still love that sound. I would be, I would have been fine if we kept that sound. The thing is, is, though, once you put that record out, you're like, damn, how do I, how do I write the, in this style again without writing the same songs again? You really do run into that problem sometimes. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, I, like, when, when you write a full LP, uh, you know, 10 songs, sometimes half of them sound like each other. Mike, I cut you off. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, no, you're all good. I mean, I was just about to say like the same thing, like now that we've put out, like, I really feel that's why we've changed so drastically because like between Healing Pool and What Have You Done, it was almost a full year between releases. So it's just like once we leave a certain mindset, it's hard for us to really get back and like recreate the same ideas that we had back then without just like blatantly forcing it or trying to copy our homework from our last release. Like it's just it's so hard like now i don't think mason and i could sit down and write a space between song like i don't think we would be able to you know yeah i'm sorry i cut you off oh no you're good go ahead i you know what with that that's that was an awesome point i love that is um we start to like play differently too like guitar wise I, i don't play the same kind of chords and same kind of shapings and same kind of melodies i did when we were writing the space between words not only are we not wanting to write a song like that, I kind of just don't play guitar like that anymore. (laughs) So it would be really hard to force something like that. Yeah, for sure. You know, so one of the ways I came up with the show is like, I'm I'm like a giant like album nerd. I love albums, man. I have a lot of time on my hands when I'm at work. I just like listen to a lot of music, dude. So I, I I would find bands and I would throw their discography in a playlist from like, first release all the way to their their most recent release and you could just hear like them evolve and that's that's exactly how i prepare for these interviews is i'll make the playlist but i'll make it from your very first release all the way to uh, the latest uh. yes and it, you know i send them to adam adam listens to it and you can hear the evolution in in your sound all the way up until the healing pool that the your most recent release and it's I, th- I think it's just a really cool thing to hear like a band go through through all that that's cool i'm like i like the way you frame that it makes me want to do that now do you know how we justify all the sound changes too is we look at like bring me the horizon what's the most successful band in rock music right now bring me the horizon without a doubt they have Absolutely, the most monthly yeah. listeners of everybody and yep. they never they never do the same thing twice never. so you know that justifies it to us they get so yeah. much hate, but at the end of the day, man, like Ollie's, they, Ollie's kind of a genius, man. <laughs> when you go on Spotify, you know, like when you go on a pop artist and it says like number however many in the world, yeah. like there's only like 500 uh, artists that like get that on Spotify. Yeah. They have they have one of those now because they're like at 11 million. You know what I mean? Like they're oh, wow. big time yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Man, they deserve it. Like Bring Me the Horizon, no other band has gone from being deathcore to almost radio rock and had success with it. Like a lot yeah. of bands tried to copy Bring the Horizon, but like they are the only ones that found true success in a genre change. And they yeah. continue to change now. I mean, like 
with collabs with like Ed Sheeran, like that, that is insane. Bad. Yeah, it's just insane to think about. Like, what other deathcore band ten years later would be doing a collab with like the fifth biggest pop artist in the world? Yeah, uh, Dyer's Murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are four hundred twenty fourth in the world to be exact. Yeah, and that's I, insane. I, yeah, that, that is, I mean, nuts. I was listening to a, a, the new Pusha T album last week, and I was looking at the monthly listeners, and I was like, wow, Bring Me the Horizon is more popular than Pusha T. That's kind of crazy. Right? But, you know, <laughs> how it goes sometimes. <laughs> what's, the, what's the most recent show you guys, like, attended? I want to know what, what you guys you are got kind the of Limp seeking one now. for Mike, right? <laughs> Mike was Limp Bizkit. Yeah, yeah I, went, I went to Limp Bizkit oh, yeah. by myself because no one wanted to go with Man, me. Man, well, I would, no, I would I have wanted, went with I, you, all right? You didn't <laughs> know me. That's the this. problem. I wanted to go, but Mike bought a pit ticket without telling anybody. He just bought it. Oh, that's guy, I got pre-sale. I, I had like, to buy him. <laughs> Our yeah, whole those friend things would have sold like, out, man. <laughs> our whole friend, it did not. Our friend, whole friend group likes Slim Biscuit. And like, I was hoping we will all coordinate it like we do for every other show we go to. But Mike just buys a pit ticket out of nowhere and he tells me how expensive it is. I'm like, man, I'm going to be real. I don't really want to buy that. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I told him the day before pre-sales went live, I said, if they're less than $200 for pit, I'll buy one. And lo and behold, I was at the pit by myself. I thought he was joking. I thought he was joking. I also worked late last night, so I couldn't. But uh, last show I went to, Mike was actually with us, was uh, Under Oath, Spirit Box, and Bad Omens. No, we went went to a show more recent than that. Uh, We went to Knock Loose. Oh, that's right. We saw Knock Loose movements and Kublai Khan. That's right. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, that was great. Did you you guys like all all of those bands? Yes. Uh, Yes, yes. All right, let's get a song from each one of those. I'm going to go with Knock Loose, and I'm going to pick Permanent. No, that's off their newest record. It's so good. Yeah. God, that song is insane. We already got a movement song in, so let's grab a Kubla Khan song, and let's pick uh, The Hammer. So since y'all are uh, all huge fans of Limp Bizkit, let's, let's get your favorite Limp Bizkit song on there, man. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Mike, that, Mike, that's you. Uh, mine is Counterfeit off three dollar bill y'all which i will (laughs) say yeah they played that song last night uh the crowd was chanting it fred durst said i'm not afraid of counterfeit they start playing the riff and he stands on stage and does not know the words to the song oh my god (laughs) (laughs) he was sending us a bunch of videos and everything they had a cool stage setup yeah I mean, they had a recliner, everything. Like, he's really playing into this dad vibe stuff. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. I've they, seen the uh, videos. That's hilarious, they're, man. They're one of those bands that puts the drummer in the left corner, super unorthodox. That's because they have the oh, DJ, wow. dude. You got to right. make room the DJ. for DJ uh, Lethal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that they're like Slipknot. They got like 10 people. So something I noticed looking at your YouTube, like music videos and stuff like that, is in the description, it lists Joseph and Kennedy for for lyrics do they co-write together or yes they do i would say the bulk of it is joey but kennedy's singing them so obviously he's editing them in there but yeah they're the bulk of it i um wrote lyrics a little bit on double the drifters that's why most of them are horrible so (laughs) i hate i hate writing lyrics i don't do it (laughs) what would you say sort of drives your lyrics that's always something that's really important to me i mean obviously you're not writing them but you're 
imagine at least part of the process or like have to understand, you know, what's going on there? Um, I would say, you know, that's a good question. Uh, it, yeah, like you said, it's hard to answer because we uh, neither of us write the lyrics in our band. But, you know, I don't want to be one of those generic people that's like, uh, just write things that matter and mean things to you and things that are emotional. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think, <laughs> right. I think there's something to say about like music that's really emotional. It really just connects with people better. You know what I mean? I think a lot of us listen to music to get sad. You know what I mean? As stupid as that sounds. And uh, it's really nice, man, to, to have a, a cathartic outlet for not only yourself, but for other people. You know what I mean? It, like some of these songs are pretty, you know, pretty heavy themes. And it's really cool when people relate to them because we're all just, you know, we're all looking for the same things in life and the same things in music. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah, right on. I mean, I'm, I'm a sucker for like lyrics and just if you can tell me a story or if, you know, certain lines and songs were just, you know, they cut you and you're like, damn, like. Uh, piggybacking off of Adam's question here, I feel like y'all have like mastered the art of generating an emotional reaction with your music from like the tempo changes to the millions singing, of pauses. Screaming. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, <laughs> y'all have really done like, like it's like perfectly executed. Thank uh, you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. My favorite okay. song like it or not is is gray matter i love sort of the the change from fast to slow and just mm -hmm. uh I, I don't even know all the lyrics i've picked up you know bits and pieces of, of what i hear but like to be honest you know i i've, I've just been i've been jamming that one here lately and it, oh. it's awesome luckily we still love that song well at least guys <laughs> Good, good, good. Yeah. So I know I will thank you guys very much for that. That that I that put a tear to my eye. <laughs> uh, how did how did y'all go about getting Aaron on the song, man? Uh, I emailed him. I emailed him, and he asked for money, and I gave it to him. <laughs> nice. As simple as that, man. Sometimes yeah, that's all it takes. So cut and dry, just like that. Because I've had in my personal life so many people ask me that question, and my only response is money. You know, it, it, we, we could lie, say stuff like that, because nobody could fact check it. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't know. That's true. But um, Aaron is actually a very nice guy. His uh, manager, Randy, got it all set up. God bless Randy's heart for replying to my email. You know what it was, was we were thinking strategically for this uh, release. You know, this was a really big song. It was a really good song. And we thought, you know, we want to feature on it, you know, because we want more traction. You know, we're at a certain level as a band. And... You know, we were bouncing around ideas for who we wanted. We didn't get, uh, uh, I'll tell you once we're done, uh, like who we didn't get that we, we emailed, but we emailed a couple of people and, you know, we didn't have any luck on a couple of them. And uh, we took a shot in the dark on like Aaron. I really didn't think when I sent the email, like, uh, <laughs> this is dude ain't gonna reply to this, but his, <laughs> his manager got back to me in like 10 minutes. <laughs> and wow, um, awesome. That's and then really it cool. just went, it just went from there, man. And, you know, Aaron is actually a really, really kind person. I mean, he talked to me on the phone for like half an hour, just about like my work and my, you know, my life, not even like about music. He's a really kind person. And, um, you know, it's just, I mean, come on, man. He's from, he's from damn under. So like, yeah, man. I mean, it, it's, it, it's half, I, I, I'm not even going to be chill about it. It's half bragging rights. You know what I mean? I got yeah, yeah, sure. under oath on I my saw song. That. Right. I saw that and I was like, dude, how'd they pull this? I, in my head, I had concocted some story about they knew your uh, sister that's what they always say you know like, like it's either like manager childhood or, friends like yeah. dude I, I had concocted this crazy story in my head because i was like like you like <laughs> there's no way they just reached out to him and he was like eh, sure 
I mean, he's I, I got mean, tons of features. If you go to his like Spotify artist page, he has like hey, tons of features that he's done. He's so. about his paper, dude. Like, I respect he, that. I feel man. that, man. He's a, he's a generous guy. But uh, I, you, you know what? I think our genre, just as a side note, our genre side sorely lacks collaboration. And uh, you know who, who does this the best is Fiffer King because they do that um, collab uh, uh, single thing like every Oh, they did it with Silent Planet, months, right? Yeah, they did it with Silent Planet. They did it with August Burns Red and We Keeps yep, Romans. And I, I think it's just genius. Um, but um, I, I think about it like, again, I was listening to like Push T album last, uh, last week. And I thought to myself, why are there not this many features in rock music? You know what I mean? It's kind of stupid that we don't do it. Because what you want to do is you want to take somebody else's audience. I'm, I'm just going to go on a tiny little soapbox about like marketing. But, you know, for instance, like re- remember when Kanye West uh, did that song with, uh, what was the song where it was like, you're such a fucking hoe. I love it. Oh, that, was with, yeah, uh, yeah. that was with Lil Pump. Lil Pump. Obviously, in that instance, Lil Pump gets the cred for doing a song yeah. with Kanye. But the whole point of it really is Kanye gets all these younger 16 year old Lil Pump fans listening to him. It's about collaboration, you know, yeah. and I wish more people in rock music would think that way because uh, let's say like, you know, I, I'm just going to go throw out hypotheticals, you know, knock loose did that tour with movements and it's genius because then you have, you know, have different, different fans within our whole subculture, like checking it mm-hmm. out, you know, cause it's a mixed genre tour, but more, I think people should that people that aren't in the same bands and aren't in the same exact subgenre should collaborate more you know yeah. because then you you introduce yourself to a new audience but that's my soapbox i mean I agree. a couple of years ago there was a probably one of the weirdest tours ever it was uh fallen boy machine gun kelly and every time i die oh i was thinking the little white one <laughs> yeah no 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 every time i die so it was it was fallen boy mgk and every time i die completely like, that is that is the yeah. most awkward tour ever like yeah, it was a weird one yeah but i mean they made it work you know but speaking of like collaborations, I think one person who is really doing a phenomenal job at that in our genre is uh, Bill Murray. Yes, definitely. Our uh, friend Reese is, uh, plays guitar for Bill Murray. Oh, really? That's awesome, man. Yeah, good friend of That's ours. Cool. He was in our band for like three months. Nice. I wouldn't even say three months. It was like two practices, but he was there. We we get bragging <laughs> right there. on that. Look at that. He was there. <laughs> Hell yeah. he, 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 when we put out Mountain Eyes, he posted he posted on his socials too. He was in it. <laughs> it was just and a collaboration, he, uh, right? <laughs> he edited his face into like all of our promo pictures. <laughs> That's right. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, Bill Murray, every time he releases an album, he has like, you know, five, six features on it. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. Or even did that full uh, cover album with yep. just tons of different bands. That was insane. Yeah, yeah. Murray and Friends. I mean, he's yeah. like he's like the MCU of metalcore. Yeah, he's nuts, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> I actually, I, I don't. This isn't necessarily a question, but when I was looking at your uh, playlist, Mike, I noticed a band on there, uh, Riley. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, I love Riley. Yeah, they were um they came up one day because a lot of the way I find music is I let the uh Spotify daily mixes. Like I listen to those almost every day and yeah. I just uh give a shot to whatever uh Spotify decides to curate to me. And that Riley song came on and I was like, "Yo, this is fucking different." Like Yeah. It was so cool because like it's not what I was expecting because like usually bands with a vocalist that sounds like that like their instrumentals aren't usually like that captivating or that interesting yeah but like just that 
them as a whole, they are awesome. They really are. Yeah. They actually uh, had them on the show. And that, Adam told me previously that was one of his favorite episodes because those dudes are fucking hilarious. They're just, man. They're, <laughs> I was laughing the whole time. It was, it was hilarious. But yeah, I they take a lot that. of like old emo, like uh, American football type shit. Heavy on the Weedles, man. The noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they're cool. Like they're super different. I really hope. They are one of the few bands that Spotify has like ever recommended to me. And when I heard them, they weren't that big. And the only thing I could think of is like, damn, I hope these guys get their big break because like more people need to hear this. Like this oh, is right on. like it's unique enough that it it's attention grabbing because like most of the time I'm surfing through those playlists. Like I'm just seeing what riff catches me first. And like a really good way to catch my attention is just throwing vocals right in the beginning of the song. Because I'm like, oh, they don't need lead up to this. They're just heading right into it. And yeah. like to me, that's so awesome. So yeah, those dudes are sick. That's super cool you had them on. Yeah, man, they're really cool. They're, uh, super nice dudes, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of out of questions at the moment, but I usually like to give the, the bands an opportunity to sort of just shout out their like social media handles, websites, upcoming shows, upcoming like music releases, like just really anything you guys want to promote like i, I want to give you guys a, a, a t- some time to do that um healing pool featuring aaron gillespie from under oath the almost and aaron gillespie it's already <laughs> yeah. out and it's really good it you is catch it on the new core spotify editorial playlist oh you dude, you're just bragging it, now uh, yeah on dreambound <laughs> and you can catch all fifty-four thousand streams of it on Spotify. Hey, congratulations <laughs> on that, though, man. That's that's a big feat. Thank you. When, and when um, release that was like a like less than a month ago. A month ago today. A month ago today, and you already got uh, fifty five thousand streams. It's up to fifty five now. I just looked at it. So. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Let's go. Thirty five thousand awesome. monthly listeners too. But yeah. um, not only that, <laughs> we're gonna be touring in September. Don't ask us where. It's not set in stone yet, but we'll be on tour and. I think we're going to put out a new song before that. Don't put out, don't, don't take my word for it though. But my whole point is, man, everything's good except double the drifters out the spirit. Don't listen to it, but everything else, is good. <laughs> everything else is good. You know, it's funny. Some of us in the band have a problem of just hating everything after we put it out. And I don't have that problem typically, but, and I used to like that EP for a couple of years, but the past <laughs> year or so I'm like, damn, this sucks. But Hey, that's just me. That's I wrote it. So I get to say that. <laughs> And uh, I'll grab our socials real quick. On Twitter, yeah. we are at SafestLedgeOH. It's that uh, on everything. Oh, that's it's that on everything. Mason beat me to it. Easy. Yep. <laughs> I do actually have one more question. Y'all are a completely DIY band, right? Uh, yeah, we used to have management, but uh, I, I pretty much do everything. How is what is that like? Like, I'm a control freak, so I love it. To be honest with you, I I like. I wish this was my actual job because I like doing that so much. Um, it's really not hard when you think about it. There's like some things I won't say like on air uh, about like how the whole process works, but you know, some things that are valuable versus some things that the industry thinks is valuable, but really isn't. I, I, I'll talk about that later, but um, <laughs> it's really, I don't know. You just, you make connections from playing these shows and making friends on Facebook, you know, from, talking about your bands and stuff and you you hook up shows from doing stuff like that and you know you it's i've done a lot of cold call emailing 
and we've got a lot of a lot of progress from it you know what i mean it is i think people appreciate being direct so you know doing it all diy it's honestly been pretty fun but I'm a control freak and I, I just kind of yeah. like doing everything. I kind of like doing everything. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really cool to see just, you know, the numbers on everything on um, the music videos, which are very, very well produced and, and, and uh, shout out Alex Eric. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're so good. Like it's cool to see some, you know, just DIY bands put out just amazing content like that from the music mm-hmm. to the videos, to the, you know, just everything about it. So thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Yeah. No problem, man. Yeah, uh, I, I Oh, oh, you go, uh, Mike. I'm sorry. I would like to add. I think that us becoming DIY, other like having management, really helped us a lot with like understanding how things work. But I think as DIY, like Mason has carved a path that like I don't think we could have ever reached without just going for it ourselves. Like besides for some connections we made early on, like doing DIY has only propelled us way bigger than we could have ever imagined nobody's ever going to care about your band as much as you do you know what i mean that is true so so, you know what i mean i i i just i get very fierce about it when i'm doing it when i'm doing things you know what i mean i know what i know what i want for us and things like that and that's the things we aim for you know what i mean i would say my advice you know let's let's do an advice corner real fast yeah yeah, yeah. all the upcoming bands first first piece of advice me and michael piggyback on this First piece of advice, buy a van as fast as you can. Buy it used. Never rent one. It's a waste of money. But buy it as fast as you can. Finance it. Figure it out who has best credit because you don't want to wait forever to tour. You just want to start doing it. Everybody mm-hmm. loses money. Who cares? Yeah, seriously. I mean, our our van doesn't even have uh, more than two seatbelts and it doesn't have working AC. But like, <laughs> oh, yes, my yeah. God. the state of Ohio can't know that. <laughs> <laughs> But like so many, like what we bought this van for was almost criminally low. And it was a huge reflection because Mason and I had talked about buying a van, like going halves on one, like a couple years earlier, but we're like, oh my God, there's no way we could do runs or we could like play out of our local network without a manager. Cause we just had no idea how, like how, yeah, like how valuable DIY networking is, especially through like now is like the best time ever for booking shows because you could find like no matter the genre of your band there's a niche facebook group out there specifically for booking tours for that genre of music yep yeah it's like it's just like if you have the drive you can find it like you can make anything happen at least in the booking sense (laughs) yeah yeah totally my second piece of advice for upcoming bands only get hotel rooms on days off it's a waste of money (laughs) <laughs> but it is nice to sleep. And my third piece of advice, the most pivotal of all, don't get a bad recording because I will not listen to you if you have a bad recording. Oh, That's come it. on. I don't listen to bands of bad recordings. Don't. You're just being I a don't. hater now. I won't. I feel I, that. I feel that, dude. I, I do feel it. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm not one of those weirdos that's like, oh, the mix sucks. I mean, like, if you wouldn't listen to this yourself, don't put it out. Yeah. Man, that was a pretty big band. I don't remember who it was, but they were like... uh talking about how they listen to their own band because they're fucking awesome like (laughs) you you have to have that mentality though if you don't then like why the hell are you doing music yeah you know what i mean yeah absolutely i mean if if you're not enjoying the content that you're making then what makes you think other people are going to enjoy it exactly yeah side note as we were talking i hit my uh uh quad against the stairs 
super hard. So I'm currently icing it with peas. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, is there any friends bands you want to throw in here? Shout out anybody that y'all like touring with or anything like that? Mike, you go first on that one. God, are we both going to say Fernway? Uh, you go first. You go. You pick Fernway. I'll pick another. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Fernway. Uh, only because like, all of their members are like everyone in that band is so genuine and they write some of like the best music I've ever heard out of an unsigned band. Like by far, they are amazing. It's criminal. Like they should be on a major label and they should be playing like pop music tours. Yeah. They should be playing, they should be playing arenas and the fact that they're playing the same venues we're playing is truly criminal. Criminal. Uh, like we play heavy rock music like we should be pay, pay, applying to two people they should be playing like <laughs> 2000 like it, they're incredible second one little upcoming band we're uh playing with um called um uh uh shit, i was gonna make a joke and say a big band i couldn't think of anybody <laughs> forget it forget i was gonna say i was gonna say metallica but i was like that's stupid um <laughs> i would say the second one i really like this band called the Magwas. It's kind of a weird spelling. It's M-A-G-U-A-S. We toured with them back in November. And they're like more of like an old school emo type thing, a little more melodic, but they're they're really cool. They're 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 really cool guys. I I I like them a lot. They're very worth checking out if you're trying to get a little sad. All right. Give me a song from them. Uh Glum. Glum and then Fernway. Can we put Mason and I's pick on it? Because I know. Like, I like that band a lot, but Fernway is, like, Mason's actual favorite band, unironically. No, a bit yeah. deadass, yeah. Me and my girl are, like, obsessed with them, and I know, like, all of them personally. <laughs> Go ahead, man, uh, yeah. Uh, my pick is Try Smiling by Fernway. It is criminal how catchy this song is. Like, if this was okay. on the radio, it would be... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually... I'll listen to that right now. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah damn it. I'm gonna pick uh, Good Enough. Leaving my... <laughs> <laughs> there's this there's this part in the song where he says leaving my heart, head in my heart in a conflict and we were we were doing a run with them about, about a month ago and me and my photographer just kept on saying over and over leaving my cock and my balls in a conflict <laughs> over and over <laughs> like just trying to get under their skin Luckily, they all good and they they started the set and they were like getting pretty close to that song and their vocalist, RJ, he smiles at the crowd. And Mason says, oh, my God, he's going to say it. <laughs> he was looking directly at me when he was, la- when he was laughing. I was like, he's going to finally do it. He did do uh, it. <laughs> the last thing here. Y- y'all listen to Spotify, correct? Oh, yes. Of course. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What yeah is we're not your, animals. Right? <laughs> what is your last played song? My last played song is Tech It by Kafune. The song is very big on anime TikTok right now. I got you. Okay. My wife probably knows it. I was listening to Olivia Rodrigo. All right. Um, I was ending out the album, but I don't want to put Hope You're Okay, so let's do Favorite Crime. All right, man. And we are going to open the playlist and close it out with one of your songs. Uh, do you want us to open it with The Healing Pool? Yes. Uh, what oh, do you yeah. want us to close it out with? Which probably, be the closer, what you, right? probably what have you done? Because that's like what we actually close sets out with. It's just like the perfect closer exactly. song. Yeah. You didn't want to go, you know, Lockwood or. <laughs> no, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs>
That's our never set heard opener of and our set closer. Yeah, never heard of it. <laughs> Who's she? Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. That's all I got for you, Adam. You good? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks a lot, guys, for yeah, for we really joining appreciate us. You and... Yeah, absolutely, guys. Thanks Thank for you guys having us. very much. We had a very yeah. good time. Awesome, yeah, this, this is probably the most fun podcast I think we've ever done. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you, man. I appreciate and that. And if you're still listening, be sure to listen to Healing Pool on Spotify, the song <laughs> that has 55,000 streams. How, hey, how are you plugging hey, it again? Yes. A Spotify it's playlist. Soon to be 155,000. <laughs> I'm just going to cut a that Spotify clip right editorial there. editorial playlist <laughs> placement, a dreambound placement, and... <laughs> I'm going to cut like that clip, and I'm just going to edit it in like every 10 minutes. <laughs> You're still listening. <laughs> well, y'all have a nice night, man. Hey, Thank you, you too, Adam. man. Thank you, Adam. Yeah. Bye, yeah, Thanks, man. Bye. All right. Peace out, y'all.